Welcome to the Ocho bonus episode number four, this time with Evan Miller, who's here to join me to talk about the Mighty Ducks. What's up, Evan? How you doing today, sir? We're going to have a throwdown. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. This is the first time that you and I have talked face to face, and I'm very happy to be doing it, talking about the Mighty Ducks. We are friends through a mutual friend of Jason Mayer, who is a regular on this podcast. Uh, he threw me your way, saying that you would love to talk to the Mighty Ducks, uh, or talk, talk about the Mighty Ducks with me. Uh, which, when Jason and I did my, my top eight sports movies, when I got to my hockey movie, he instantly assumed this was going to be my hockey movie. And if Jason was talking to 12-year-old Shane, there's a 100% chance this is what I would have picked. No doubt, watched this movie daily when I was growing up. My hockey movie ended up being Mystery Alaska, but only because of growing up and aging and, and just feeling a little bit differently about hockey. But 100%, this is a movie I've watched hundreds of times in my life. What makes it your favorite sports movie? You know, I, I remember just being much younger than I am now mm -hmm. and, and sitting in the movie theater with my family. You know, back in the, the day, you know, a big thing for us was theaters would do double features. And, you know, Mighty Ducks, I'm pretty sure, was paired with another Disney film at the time. Uh, and I was just, you know, I, I wasn't even into sports, you know, and that made me watching that movie made me want to join any sort of sports team that I could. Nice. Just for that kind of like, well, you know, me, myself, I, I would consider somewhat of an outcast mm -hmm. and, and finding just a ragtag group of kids to, to play sports with sounded like a, like just a fun dream to have. They definitely did a great job of making you feel like these kids had each other's backs no matter what. Uh, oh, absolutely. Maybe, I, you know, maybe except for when Adam Banks joined the team. Other than, other than that, but of course you got Charlie, who is the like all welcoming, you know, welcome to the team. But yeah, that group of kids, no matter what, through the whole movie, they did a great job of making you feel like no matter what, no matter how bad they were or how mad they were getting their butts kicked, they always had each other's backs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, and uh, and I think kids, you know, they need that. They need that kind of hope and that kind of dream and. The idea of someone having your back and a teammate who's always going to be there is just great. Uh, they they kind of up the ante a little bit in the second movie also by throwing in the second Bash brother, where then you've got like the two of them who were obviously a team, but then they had everybody else's back if anybody screwed with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I the second one brought in some very interesting cast members, and I thought that was actually clever, bringing in even even more of a diverse group. Sure. To kind of Oh, geez. Uh, I love the second one just as much as the first one. Uh, so the first film, watching it with your family, uh, you, you basically sound like you immediately fell in love with it. Like you didn't need to watch it again. Like that first viewing in the theater had you hooked on this being one of your favorite sports. Well, apparently it sounds like it was your first real sports movie you liked. It's it's probably the only sports movie that I like. I mean, oh, I'm, nice. I'm not a big sports guy. Uh -huh. Um the only sport that I've ever played personally, I played rugby in college. Oh, that's a great yeah. sport to play. Yeah, it was a fun sport. And, you know, it, the hijinks that took place kind of remind me of Muddy Ducks. And I oh, think nice. about it. Uh, so is there a specific scene in the movie uh, that you would call your favorite? Like when you think about, oh, the Mighty Ducks, like what scene first comes to your mind that's the, like the epitome of the movie to you? <laughs> uh uh, you know, honestly, it, it's going to be one phrase that the goalie says, and uh -huh. that's during the training when he's like, I am Goldberg, the goalie. 
it hurts. It's just something I'm always going to remember. Yeah, that's that is a great scene. That's like his that's his transformational moment in the movie. Like he is such a little wuss all the way leading up to that. He's so afraid of the puck. He's so afraid of any contact. And then Gordon's like, "You're going to be put in front of this in front of this goal. Everybody is going to shoot at you." And then he's got that moment where he realizes these pads actually save me. Like they may get not hurt. And we're going to duct tape you. Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a really fun scene. I, I trying to think I, I'm a big montage person. So obviously I love the montage when they're like destroying the, uh, uh, Hans shop when they're first like getting, when they first get the money from Ducksworth and he's like, you know, go crazy in the store and they're like running around doing stuff in the store. That's, probably the scene that sticks out the most for me in the movie just because it's a montage of a bunch of different weird stuff going on yeah and then fulton i remember him pulling that hockey stick out of that out of ice, ice. Yep. and they made, they made fulton feel like such a super-sized character sure uh, you know in reality i mean i love eldon henson he's not that tall and no. the camera work that they, that they made him look so imposing was was really good Agreed. Yeah, uh, the scene when he when he beats up the three hawks in the alley was really well done. Uh, even the scenes where he like when he shoots the puck at uh, at Gordon's limo, like even yeah. then, like looking down looking down the alley when they back up, like he does just look huge and menacing. And c- congratulations for that dude who has gone on to do Daredevil and actually had like a really decent career in Hollywood. Yeah, I, I, he's really good, you know. And I always forget. I mean, his brother was in that movie also. Oh, yeah, good call. Uh, Guy, Guy Germain was his yeah. brother. Yep. Exactly. And they look nothing alike. No, not like I never knew that until probably about 10 years ago that, hey, you guys are related. You have yeah. the last name. Yep. Um, it was cool to see a chick on the hockey team. I, I grew up playing hockey, and so chicks on a hockey team were not something that I was used to. Like, mid-90s, we had Cami Granato, uh, who was a really big female hockey player. But uh, seeing the chick on there uh, – uh, Cammy, and then oh wait, hold on. Cammy was the one that came on later. What was Gee's girlfriend's name? Uh, Connie. Connie, thank you. Yeah, Connie and Cammy. Uh, having two chicks on the hockey team was just something that was like kind of eye-opening to me growing up. Where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that they threw girls on the team. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that my only like problem with with Connie's character is that I, she always seemed to me that they made her be like this damsel in distress almost. And, and they I, definitely I mean, did that she, in the second one. Yeah, and she was certainly paired with with Guy for like you know just the the romance concept, which sure. you know is fine. You know, probably an unnecessary subplot that really didn't go anywhere. I agree with um, But yeah, I mean, I I think having a mixed team, although if I recall looking at the other hockey teams they were playing, I don't recall seeing any other females besides the ones. That I agree. Uh, an- another thing growing up that like I I'm embarrassed to admit this. But it probably took me two or three years of watching it to understand what the Oreo line meant. For the longest <laughs> time, I was just like, why do they call him the Oreo line? I don't, I don't understand the Oreo line. And then I don't know what it was that when like it showed a shot of a face off and you had uh, Terry and his brother on the outside. And then you had the white dude in the middle. I went, oh, that's where they got the name Oreo line from. But I thought, yeah. that, was, I thought that was a cute little subtle thing that literally went over my head for years when I started watching it. Yeah, Disney like to sneak in little things every now and then. <laughs> uh, so who would be your favorite character in the movie? Like, who's the character that you relate to the most? Uh, relate to the most? Probably Charlie. 
Um, okay. That doesn't make it my favorite. I'd say okay. I relate to Charlie the most. Um, you know, it, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to stick with Charlie. I mean, Are Goldberg sure? probably also, okay. based on the fact that I, I just think that <laughs> Goldberg thinks he's this, you know, just this funny big guy. That's kind of what my montage is. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, what is it about Charlie that makes you relate to him so much? Just a very endearing, like, shy, kind of, you know, down-to-earth character. I, I mean, you know, he's he seems to have a, a tough life, doesn't have a father. Um, you know, I, can, I, I can, cannot relate to that, per se. Gotcha. Uh, you know, but growing up, I was, I was a quiet kid. Um, you know, I didn't, I kind of kept it myself. I, I did what I was told kind of a thing. Um you know, even when, you know, I'm recalling one scene where Charlie doesn't want to do the, you know, the fake covering of the eye to look like he was injured. Yep. Um, you know, that's probably something that I did and probably would do. You have that moral compass that tells you I can't cheat. Right. Nice. Exactly. You know, I mean, throughout the movie, like, he, he's trying to set his mom up with, with Coach right? Bombay the whole time. Yep. Uh, so I think just a really good-hearted, like, down-to-earth character. So, moving past just the one really great first movie, what are your thoughts and feelings on uh, D2 and then D3? Julie the Cat Gagney was, was awesome. <laughs> From Bangor, Maine. Oh, yeah. Like, like you're never going to forget that character. you know. And well, you're never going to forget love... her because she literally got checked into one game, was there for five seconds before she got thrown out, and then didn't see any more playing time until the very last play of the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, I thought she was great. I thought that uh, Dwayne, with his little lasso, lasso was... Yeah. Um, and you got Keenan little... in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Knuckle puck. Yeah, Man, and you, I was... that inline skating, like, hockey scene between Keenan's group and the Ducks is, is one of my favorite scenes in that second movie. I'll, I'll tell you, and, and this is between me and your podcast. <laughs> I, when that second movie came out, I, I bought a hockey stick. Nice. I bought a hockey puck for street hockey, and I tried to do the knuckle puck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you and tens of thousands of kids, including myself, also tried that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was hot shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally impossible. Uh, so we we were talking a little bit beforehand about how I do not like D3 at all. I I am not a fan of it. I think it's pretty much garbage. Please try to change my mind on that. What it? What about the third one? Do you find redeeming? Uh, you know, the coach himself is probably the most redeeming point of that film, in the sense of it's really not even really about the ducks. I mean, I mean it is, uh, you know, but it's really about that coach and, and trying to uncover why this coach is the way that he is. You know, you, you come to find that he has a handicapped daughter. Sure. He's, he's not the a hole that everybody makes him out to be. You know, he comes across as this cold-hearted, like, I'm going to take Captain Charlie's sea away from him. Not that. You know, it, it's a method to his madness. Uh, you know, he's not a bad guy. He, you know, he does a complete 360 where it's all about let's have some fun. Let's clean up the truck. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a very funny world that when I was growing up and, and watched D3 and hated it as much as I did and hated uh, Coach Riley, I had never put together until much later in life. I really kind of feel they were trying to make him like a Herb Brooks type of character. A kind of, a kind of, like when I watched Miracle and I'm thinking about how much of a jerk that coach is to his players, but he has a reason for doing it. 
it made me think back to D3 and be like, maybe I didn't give him, you know, as much of a, as much of a open-mindedness as I should have. Like he, Coach Riley obviously had a reason that he was treating the Ducks that way. And, and in the end, it ended up working. Like, I probably I mean, should give it another shot. Uh, looking at all three of these coaches, uh-huh. you know, and you, so you've got Coach Riley, who is pretty much, I mean, he, he's kind of a douche. I mean, he really is. Like, like, in one scene, I remember, he pops his collar. Like, he looks <laughs> at Gordon, he just pops his collar all smug like. You know, and then you move on to the second one where it's Wolf versus Bombay. Yep. You know, it, it also kind of an a-hole. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, redeeming qualities, probably not. Uh, and then you move on to the third one, and it's really less about the, you know, the the the, uh, the coach of the other team. It's the coach of your own team. Sure. Yeah, I should probably go back and give the third movie another watch and, and give it a and give it another shot. Yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're going to give every, you know, D1, D2, like a five out of five stars, number three probably gets a 2.5 out of five. At least uh, that is that is very interesting because that's another thing that, that I've been doing with everybody on here. Uh, I pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes scores for the first Mighty Ducks. So uh-huh. what do you think? Uh, only 30 critics have commented on it. What, what would mm-hmm. you say the critics score would be? I mean, probably somewhere in the 70s. Oh, so the opposite way. It has a 23% for the critics. Wow. Right? Like I can't I can't imagine. The audience score right where you thought at 65%. Okay. And well. and that's that's probably where I'd give it. Like it's it's not a perfect movie. It was one that as a as a child I loved and, and watched a lot and had a lot of fun with. But at 65, 70%, that's probably what I'd give the first movie now as an adult. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh so the last thing that I wanted to address with you is I am sure you've heard about this ridiculous Mighty Ducks reboot on Disney+. Plus. Not even a reboot, apparently a sequel. Because apparently it's it, it's set in, in present day. Yeah. And here's, here's the description that, that I pulled. The new Mighty Ducks is set in present day Minnesota, where the Mighty Ducks have evolved from a scrappy underdog team to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks. He and his mom, Alex, set out to build their own ragtag team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-costs culture of competitive youth sports. So what you're telling me, or what this is telling me, is you're taking my Mighty Ducks that I grew up with, the D5 Ducks, and you're turning them into the bad guys. You're turning them into the Hawks. Like, why are you even calling this show the Mighty Ducks if it's the bad, like, if you're if they're the bad guys of the show, I'm so yeah, baffled I mean, on the point of this. That yeah, I mean it shouldn't be called Mighty Ducks. If you're you're not going to have them be the Mighty Ducks, then what is the point? Like yeah, I I didn't know if you had any thoughts or feelings on that, but I'm pretty annoyed and pissed off based on this description. I don't think that the franchise needed to be revisited at all. I'm Agreed. fine watching the first three over and over again as many times as I want to. Yep. Um, you know, I, I would have preferred if they were going to go down this route, you either do a straight reboot, you know, just just wipe everything clean, sure. do a little something different, reboot the whole franchise if you want. Yep. Or at the very least, make it like a lot of TV reboots nowadays. Give me the original cast. It's not like they're doing anything. Well, uh, this article does say that Gordon Bombay is coming back. So yeah, is he I mean, is he now coach uh, 
uh, Riley? Is he is he the bad guy now? I mean, like, I, you know, I just don't know what to determine. <laughs> you know, I think Disney Point is also trying to capitalize on the concept of, well, let's see, you know, how far we can stretch something. Sure. You know, because they have a huge Disney library, you mm-hmm. know, which is, which is great, but they don't really have a whole lot of new material that people like necessarily want to see. They're pretty much banking so, on the Mandalorian at the moment. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's only, what, six episodes a season, eight right. episodes a season? Uh, you know, you can only pump out so many Star Wars or Marvel TV shows, uh, you know, and you can't have a service based on two franchises alone. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and, and again, I'll, I'll hold all judgment until I see a trailer or see, like, anything of, like more official from Disney, but... Re- reading what they've released so far really has me upset and annoyed at it. Like, why Why are you taking the name Mighty Ducks and turning him into the bad guy? I mean, we could take this one step further. Like, do you remember the cartoon? The yeah, Mighty Ducks? sure, for sure. Nothing to do with, with anything. Absolutely nothing. Anything. I remember watching it and being like, "What? what is this? Like, uh, I don't know what this is <laughs> at yep. all. Like, I- I'm yeah. literally sitting here thinking, I would love it if they would just be like, Disney Plus releasing ragtag hockey TV show. And then all of a sudden, like in the first episode, you learn that the ducks are the bad guys. And then it's like, oh, wow. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like how uh, Cobra Kai is trying to like flip the thing on Cobra Kai is actually the good guys and Danny was the bad guy all along. Like, uh, and, and to be honest, I haven't watched any of the Cobra Kai show, but just from the previews and whatnot I've seen, like they're obviously trying to make it where... Uh, uh, Billy Zabka's character wasn't as bad as we were led to believe in the first uh, Karate Kid movie. Like, just do something like that. Like, don't tell me that you're going to make the Mighty Ducks the bad guys. Like, throw that in there as like a weird, like, I didn't even see this coming type moment. Oh, this is a sequel to the Mighty Ducks in TV form. But like, right. to flat out tell me that the Mighty Ducks are going to be the bad guys of this TV show, like, that really upsets me. Yeah, I mean, I think I would have preferred something along the lines of like, Maybe the, the kids of the original players. Like, sure. I would have been on board with something like that. Uh, you know? the, the Sandlot is doing that, I read. Like, they, uh, they're they working on a sequel to The Sandlot right now. And I was like, are you kidding me? But literally, like, all of the original cast members are coming back to play the adult versions of themselves. And their kids form a team. And I'm like, okay, I can buy into that. I'm down for that. I mean, that's like that, that long played out rumor of, like, a Goonies sequel. Sure. Like, do we need one? No, no, but I would absolutely watch one. Sure. You want to bring that podcast back? I'll yep. watch their kids go on an adventure. Why not? For sure. So, yeah, your your idea of bringing the kids of the Mighty Ducks together would be a lot better than so far what they've told us it's going to be. I mean, we might have time. I might write this myself. <laughs> you should do it, man. I'd support it. Uh, so, as 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 we wrap this up, the whole Mighty Ducks franchise, give me give me your overall what you love about it. Uh, love the kids, love the concept of camaraderie, uh, teamwork. Uh, you know, for me, it's all about that flying V. I nice. remember, I remember being youth soccer in, in elementary school or whatever the case was. And we, you know, we'd play like soccer during recess. I, uh, <laughs> I tried to get uh, these guys to try flying V in soccer. And like <laughs> nice. You know, that's, that's very symbolic, you know, for me of teamwork, that flying V. Um, nice. Yeah. As a, it's just it's a fun franchise. It's a very heartwarming franchise. You know, it, it doesn't need to be revisited, but inevitably it will be. Um, it's I don't have anything negative to say about those movies for the most part at all. 
I'm trying real quick to see. Okay, here we go. Let's grab. Uh, wow. The Mighty Ducks 2 and 3 both hold a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, are those critic reviews? Those are critic reviews, yeah. Let's see. 2 has a 59 audience rating. And 3 has a 45. So it kind of steps down from 65 or yeah, 65 to 52 to 45. Yeah, I mean those kids make those movies. Had they not cast that exact group, I don't I don't know if it would have worked. Sure. Like I couldn't picture any of them. I mean, you also watch them grow up, which I yep. think is really cool. They space it out just enough where you're like, oh my god, Charlie's like six feet taller than he was. <laughs> sure. You know, and and Bombay, you know, Emilio Estevez is great. You know? Oh, yeah. And I think his turn from being a douche to being a super nice guy maybe happened a little bit too fast. But also, you know, you, you got to deal with the time frame of a movie in general. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't have cast anybody else either for that role. Nope. You know, so I think it's probably one of the best cast films that you probably could have had at the time. I agree. It was It was a great cast of kids, and you know, little Charlie Conway went on to go to Dawson's Creek, and that's a show that I hold uh, near and dear to my heart. So, I'm a big Joshua Jackson yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's teen heartthrob, Joshua yeah. Jackson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't probably think of anything else beyond Elden Henson where these, you know, these guys are in any other movies. Sure. You know, but like, somebody like uh, Averman was historical, and yep. I'm, I'm sad I didn't really get to see him do anything else. Do you remember the second one where you saw him work at General Cinema? Yes, yeah, at the Mall of America. Yep, oh, yeah. uh, that was a fun scene. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's a great cast. Like it really, yep. it's a shame that you you really won't be able to see them unless they surprise everybody and they do decide to bring some of them back for that Disney for that TV show. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, you brought up the second one, a nice connection. We had just talked about the Sandlot. Sandlot, Mike Vitar was in both of those movies, D2 and The Sandlot. So he was, it was cool to see him show up in the second one after knowing him as Benny the Jet. Uh, well, Evan, I appreciate your time today, man. I appreciate you talking to me about this. Uh, I know you and I have had talks about bringing you back for some other uh, topics that we want to discuss in the future. So I'm looking forward to having you back. And uh, thank yes, you for your sir. time today, man. Thank you for having me.